Hello, this is Basil Howard Brown, and welcome to Messages of Revival. I'm so excited to share this word with you right now. I believe it's a timely one and will minister the love of Jesus to you. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away and all things have become new. God is good. And remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. God bless. I know we've touched on this scripture before, but I'm going to touch on it again. And I'm going to show you a couple other things in there that we haven't touched on yet. Luke chapter 6, verse 38, the Bible says, Give and gifts will be given you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. So listen to this real carefully. As we give and sow in, in our daily life, God releases other people around about us to bless us. Hello. God speaks to other people around about us to bless us. That's what God does. The blessing that we receive from God Almighty does not fall out of the sky wrapped in a brown paper bag. You're walking down the street, thwop, right next door to you falls this big brown paper bag. You open it up, it's filled with money. You look up to heaven and say, thank you, God. And then you carry on walking. God doesn't print money in heaven. Because it would be counterfeit if he did. Hello. He's not the U.S. government. Or the Treasury Department. They just print up money whenever they feel like they need some more money. Let's print up some more. Really? Hello. It's a piece of paper. I might as well buy a newspaper, cut that up, and go buy some food with that. Because that's all it's worth. Amen. In actual fact, the newspaper is probably worth more than the, the, the money. But anyway, getting back to, back to heaven. Money doesn't just fall out of heaven. God uses people down here on this earth to release their substance into the hands of those that God wants to bless. There's some people right now making a lot of money. Why? Because God wants to bless you. Let me try that little congregation on the other side over there. There's some people out there making a lot of money. Why? Because God wants to bless you. God, God's going to release it out of their hands into your hands. Give and gifts will be given you. Do you, do you believe the Bible? The Bible is very clear. Give and gifts will be given you. It's not complicated. It's not hard. It's very easy, actually. Hello? I can see the blessing of God upon my wife and my, my life and my, my family and ministry over the years. And it's a direct result of our giving. That truck is a direct result of our giving. Are oh, you listening to me? Because we sowed into that area many, many, many times over. Give and gifts will be given you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. That truck is good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Compared to what we gave over the years. Are oh, you listening to me? But that's the way the word works. People say, I'm not happy with what I receive. Well, then you can't be too happy with what you sow because they go hand in hand. Sowing, reaping always follows the sowing. You're not going to reap what you haven't sowed. I do believe that we are in covenant with God. I have no doubt about that. In actual fact, our covenant that we have with God is, the Bible says, based upon better promises. Better promises than they had in the Old Testament. We just haven't walked and lived in the fullness of the covenant that we have with God Almighty. Not yet anyway. But it's coming. I said it's coming. 
Amen. The blessing and the provision of God is coming in abundance. Because He's the God that's more than enough. He's the all-sufficient one, the God of plenty. He's not the God of barely get along street at the corner of Grumble Alley, just making the grade, just, just making it every month. He's a God of abundance. So look at this. For with the measure you deal out, with the measure you use to confer benefits on others, it'll be measured back to you. So there's a measurement here in this scripture that God's mentioned. It's a measure. There's a measure. There's, there's different things in the Word, like the Bible talks about every one of us has been given a measure of faith. So now listen to this. A measure is something that can increase or decrease. Your faith can either increase or it can decrease. But we were all given a measure of faith to start off with. And let me tell you what, I remember when my faith diminished so that I don't even know if I had any. But my measure of faith has increased where I can believe God for supernatural things. And there's not even a shadow of a doubt in my mind. Are oh, you listening to me? I believe that I believe that I know that I know without a shadow of a doubt. God's about to do something great upon this earth and upon us. And we under the spout. We in the right place at the right time. Are you listening to me? I have no doubt about it. Come on now. Now you can talk to some Christians about financial blessing. And you know one day they're up and the next day they're down. One day they're yeah, yeah, praise God. And the next day, oh my God, what are we going to do? You can't. That's not faith. You, you can't live that way. You either believe God or you don't believe God. We can't one day say we have faith and we trust in God, and the next day we don't have faith and we're not trusting God, and then the next day we are. It, it's either, it is either or. It's either light or darkness. It's either water or oil. You can't have them both. Are you listening to me? Fear and doubt don't go together with faith. The reason why I know that I know that I know without a shadow of a doubt is because this Word of God that we preach and teach has become a revelation to my heart. I have a revelation of the Word. Now that becomes my foundation that I stand upon. So it doesn't matter what I see in the natural realm. It doesn't matter what people tell me. It doesn't matter what the economy says. It doesn't matter what anybody says. It only matters what God says and what His Word says. That's it. Settle. So that's why you can't persuade me any other way. Amen. Oh, taste and see if God's not good. When you've tasted of the good things of God, listen, nobody can take it away from you. Hello? When you found a good restaurant down the road that's still amazing T-bone steaks with sauteed mushrooms, golden fries on the side and Caesar salad, and then, and then for dessert, they sell this beautiful chocolate cake. And you go and eat there. Listen, somebody can go there and say, man, I, I was there one day and I had, man, I had some food that wasn't good and then, then I ordered that chocolate cake and, you know, that chocolate cake had a hair in it. You know what I mean? I mean, it was just nasty. You can look and go, look, I've been and eaten there. I've eaten there many times. I've never seen that ever. Uh, I, I, you know, you can't persuade me any other way. I'm going back to eat there. Oh, you listen to me. Unless you experience the chocolate cake with the hair in it, then you go, uh, hold the cake. Amen. <laughs> But the, the bottom line is this. When you find a good place to eat, you're going to go back there. Come on. How many of you know, how many of you know every place you go to, every restaurant you go to, is not a good place to eat? Some of them are like greasy spoons. Hello. 
You go and eat there, you walk out with instant diarrhea. <laughs> Amen. You walk out carrying, you've got a bottle of Pepto-Bismol as you leave the store. Because if you don't, you can't make it home. Can you say amen? <laughs> yeah. But once you're convinced of something, nobody can take it away from you. See, that's what happens when you get the revelation of the word in your heart. Like your salvation, nobody can take it away from you. Nobody can talk you out of your salvation. People come along and say, well, I don't believe in heaven and I don't believe in hell. I'm like, okay. We'll see you one day. You're not going to convince me. Hello. People say, well, we shouldn't be eating meat. We should be vegetarians. Too late. You can't convince me. Amen. <laughs> That's why God made Texas. So we can eat meat. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So there's a measure. So, so here's the thing. My faith grows because of the Word. And then, and then when I have an experience in life and I have a breakthrough, my faith even grows more. Amen. It's the same with my finances. You can start. You know, some people, when they start to give, they'll, they'll tithe, and they tithe on a weekly basis or bi-weekly basis. You know, let's just throw a figure out there. Let's say it's, it's $44.00. 27 cents. That's the tithe. Then the next time they tithe might be $44.28. Cuz they take it right down to the penny. You know, and I'm just like, well, round it up. How about 45? Well, man just toss in another 5 bucks. How about 50? You could probably do 80. Man, let's just make it a cool hundred. Hello. But you see, people start off and they just give the little bits and, you know, slip God five dollars and, you know, give him a... You know, and I've seen this happen over the years. You go to a church, you know, somewhere out in the country and people have no clue about finances and they start sowing and, and the offering is filled with one dollar bills. I mean, just dollar, one dollar bills coming out of the wazoo. And then you're there for a week, and then you're into the second week, and then suddenly there's less $1 bills, and there's a lot more fives and tens and twenties. And then you're there for another week, and suddenly there's a few fifties and a hundred pop up, and very few ones. I've watched that happen over a four or five week period. Suddenly the ones are like nothing, and every, why? Because people's faith is growing, they're starting to sow, they're starting to trust God, they're starting to get miracles. Now they're starting to give more. You know, one-tenth of your income belongs to the storehouse, the place you get fed. Take your tithe and get it into the, get it into the church. Put, don't, don't mess with the tithe. Don't pray and ask God, God, should I tithe this month? Don't, don't even do that. Don't. What, was the, what was the answer to the prayer last month? Yes. I mean, imagine how many multiple millions of millions of people pray to God every month asking God if they should tithe. Should I tithe this month? Well, what was the answer last month? Hello. I mean, sometimes I think that God has a, has, a, has a recording of his voice and an angel with a big red button, and then he just listens to all those prayers, and he just keeps hitting that button, and the voice of God's heard, yes, yes, yes. Because, I mean, it's got to be multiple times, millions of times a day. Because everyone wants to pray, should I tithe, should I tithe? Don't pray about your tithe, just do it. Offering's a little bit different now. You can pray about your offering. Because an offering varies... 
Now, here's what I do with my offering. If, if the Lord tells me an amount to give, then I will treat my offering like I treat my tithe. Oh, you listen to me. In other words, when God gives us an amount to give, then we give that amount. We don't mess with it. We don't try to negotiate with God. If God doesn't give us, us an amount to give, then we give anyway. Oh, you listen to me. But you can always pray about your finances. God will always lead you and guide you. Hello. You know, the devil, the devil does not want the believer to sow. The devil doesn't want the believer to get this message on prosperity. That's why the message on prosperity is, and, and giving is such a controversial message because the devil tries to blind the eyes of the believers because he knows if he can blind your eyes concerning finances, then he can stop you from doing what God wants done down here on this earth. Because it takes money to get the gospel out. It doesn't, you, don't, you can't do it for nothing. It takes money to get the gospel out. The devil doesn't want you to get that revelation. Just like he doesn't want you to get a revelation of joy. Just like he doesn't want you to get a revelation of peace. Just like he doesn't want you to get a revelation of healing. He doesn't want you to get anything. Because he can keep you defeated that way. He just hasn't read the word. Jesus said, I'm coming back for a victorious church. That means we're going to be victory or victorious in every area of our life, including our money. Hello. Including our finances. You know, we just have to trust God, that's all. Just got to trust His Word and trust what He said. God's promises in the Word are for us, for a daily walk, for our daily life. We can apply this Word to our life every day. Every day. Every day. I try to teach when I teach the Word. I try to bring it down and break it down into a daily walk. Because I want you to use this word when you leave here. I want you to use this word and stand upon the word and trust God with every fiber of your being. It's not pie in the sky. It's not a hope so, think so, maybe so. And it's not like you have to attain a certain level in your spirituality before God starts doing a work for you. I've listened to some ministers where you listen to them and you think, my God, if I can't attain their level, then I can't walk in the blessing that they're walking in. What a bunch of hoo-ha. The only thing I have to do is have simple faith to trust God with every fiber of my being. Take the word of God at face value. Stop trying to complicate the word. You don't need a degree. Now, I must be very careful when I say this. So let me, let me, let me say this. You don't need an education to understand the word. Now, don't go use that against your principle, okay? Because here's the thing. These, these, are not, these principles are not principles that we can understand in the natural or with a natural mind. These are God's principles. They're God's ways. Amen. God's ways of doing things. So, so these principles, even though I don't understand it, how, how does good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over really work? How does God multiply when I take the little I've got and I put it into the hands of God? How does He multiply that to be abundance? Hello. How do you measure good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over? You cannot. So these are things that we cannot understand in the natural mind. 
Yet it's still a principle, it's a supernatural principle that comes from heaven. So I don't need my mind to work out what's going on. I need my spirit man to be open to the word, to receive from God what's going on, and then trust God with every fiber of my being. My mind might be flipping out. Now, it doesn't. I will tell you that it doesn't. But, but my mind might be flipping out, going, I, I, you know, how are we going to work this out? How are we going to work this out? And my spirit man is strong. But, but I'm not trying to work it out in my mind. Are you listening to me? If God says this is what it is, then that's what it is. I don't try to work it out. If God said it, then that's it. I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'm okay with that. Given, gifts will be given you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall men give into your bosom. So listen, I'm going to close with this. Live with an expectation. Now let me say this. An expectation for the blessing of God doesn't mean to say you have to walk around telling everybody. Faith without a hence is dead. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says faith without works. Hello. So you can't run around hinting and making suggestions to people believing God for a breakthrough. Just don't say a word about anything. We have not once got up here on this pulpit over the last six months and, and laid any need out to anybody. Have we? Have we done that? Have we received an offering for a need? Absolutely not. That, you see, that's not the way we operate. Because I don't see that in the Bible. Hello. You are not giving. When you give to the church, you are not giving to the church because they have a need. You're not giving to the church so they can keep the lights on. You're giving because God's Word tells you to do so. And if you adopt that principle, then the blessing of God will come upon you. Hello. Come on now. Listen, if you want to look for needs, there are needs all over the place. You, you don't have enough to fill all those needs. Everybody's got a need. Some people are needy. But that's not why we give. In actual fact, when I get around people that have needs, I pray, I ask the Lord, you want us to do something about that? And there's times the Lord says yes, there's times the Lord says no. Why? Because he's got somebody else that's preparing to do something about it. Are you listening to me? I always ask the Lord. If I see needs, I'm always saying, Lord, you want us to do something? What can we do? What, we should, what, what do we do? What do we do? We don't lack for anything because God's our provider. He's the one that meets our every need. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Amen. If you don't know Jesus and need to rededicate your life right now, pray this prayer with me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess right now that Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart, take out the hardened heart, and give me a heart of flesh. Change me, Lord. Let me never be the same again. I repent and turn from my ways. I make you Lord of my life right now. Use me, Lord, in these days we are in. I am ready for your coming and always will be. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul and setting me free. Amen. Now, if you pray this prayer, I would love to hear from you. So please email me at revivalpodcasthb at gmail.com. God bless you. 
Thank you for listening to Messages of Revival podcast. For more, subscribe to Messages of Revival podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast, and iTunes. And share this podcast with somebody that needs to be uplifted and blessed. God bless you.